All right. Oh, yep. I'm I'm seeing we, a little bit of oh, lines. Oh, I feel so good now. All right. Because <laughs> <laughs> we did have a problem. We'll be open about this. We <laughs> thought we were starting the broadcast, and I was going on about how glorious it is that we're spontaneous. Turns out we weren't recording at all. So that was too bad, but now we are, and... The show has begun. And we're going. All right, we're in. We're in. we're doing this. Uh, so my name is Aiden DeBoard. My name's Jim Newman. And this is Inherently Human episode, I believe, 31. Wow. Yeah, look at us go. <laughs> I mean, we got to break out the champagne. We got to pick up some <laughs> and drink it or something. Should, should we pause this? Should I go get some <laughs> Would you quick? run down to the Safeway? <laughs> Maybe we can scare up a couple of bucks. Yeah. And put this together. <laughs> I'll find all the loose change in the, uh, the car seats and see if I can't buy a whole bottle of champagne with loose quarters it could be in my easy chair upstairs there might be something oh there's got to be something yeah everywhere and so <laughs> we were actually having a great conversation prior to the turning on finally successful the actual recording yeah and what we were discussing was the fact that Aiden has appeared in a movie in which he has a quite poignant role. And were we talking <laughs> about whether or not we were going to try to play the audio uh, at the beginning of this broadcast? I mean, this would be a first to show you as a, a film actor mm. on the program here. Uh, I mean, if you're not comfortable with it, that's fine, too. I... Uh, again, the show is spontaneous. Have we done all that? We've said it's called Inherently Human. Did I'm pretty we say sure. That? Okay. Well, uh, just in case, Inherently Human is the name of the podcast. This right. is episode 31. My name's Aiden DeBoard. <laughs> Jim Newman. Uh, I am 21 years old. Oh, yes. That's yes. Uh, very relevant. He's <laughs> Our 21. Gimmick. I'm 73. Um, so we're talking across the generations here. Years and years of experience differences, uh, yeah. and yet somehow Jim is still me from the future. Right. Um, and so we're going to see where things go. He has his uh, phenomenal acting career and some very hot mm. takes uh, that we've seen in previous episodes uh, where you were death himself. Yeah, well, I was probably Satan. I mean, I was post-death. The individual had already died. Right. And uh, I was there kind of to welcome him, but not really welcome him. I was there to twist the knife, as Ooh. one might say, uh, in purgatory, so that the person would suffer even more than he already was. See, that was the whole premise of that short film. And it was beautiful. Absolute chills. Uh, as you can tell from Jim's voice, it's a nice, deep, bassy uh, death-like voice and honestly if I were to die suddenly uh, and whatever greeted me on whatever side I end up going to uh, I think it would, it would be your voice I would I would appreciate that oh you would if yeah. I said now here's a line from my movie and then we got to talk about yeah you. let's talk about that one Sorry. <laughs> were you were you happy with your choice Oof. You know, because chills. Obviously, he killed himself. He's like, "Are you happy? Was that the thing you really wanted?" 
You know, it's oh, just it's, horrible. Oh, it's good. Yeah, it's good, yeah. though. I like it. Oh, so man. you are in a film that's called... When in the Woods. When in the Woods. Mm-hmm. And what's the plot? <clears throat> so the plot is a story of three brothers. Uh, for the life of me, I can't actually remember the name of the brothers. Uh-huh. Um, and one brother has tragically uh, passed... And it is a film of acceptance of grief yeah. from one of the brothers, uh, knowing one of those things where it's it's not your fault, you need to let go kind of thing. And I play the character of Levi, who is the dead brother. Ah, <laughs> so, so it's a, a film that deals with realms beyond those we understand oh yes uh there's the middle of the film my scene is uh filmed in quote unquote the void Uh. yeah so in the void the ethereal plane uh in which my brother speaks to me directly uh about how confused he is about why he's in the void and why his dead brother is uh, talking to him. And so uh, this film is by our good friend Hannah Mason, who uh, also did our Inherently Human documentary. Yeah. So if you look up Inherently Human documentary on YouTube, you can go ahead and find a five-minute video uh, on just the backstage, the good stuff of Inherently Human, all the... All the people you know and love from the podcast right. uh, brought and to life. May I say a great interview with Aiden DeBoard. I thought you did excellent on that interview. You were oh, really good. Jim, you're flattering. Well, Hannah, <laughs> yeah, so we know her well from that. And mm-hmm. she is hoping, I think, for a career in film. Oh, yes, absolutely. And she is so proud of this particular production that what she's intending to do is enter it in film festivals, maybe all across the U.S. I don't really know what her intentions are, but she is going to be putting an open for competition in various venues, I guess. So... Hannah's going to be taking this this movie, When in the Woods. It's only like seven and a half minutes. It's just a quick, short film. She's going to be taking it uh, out to different festivals. She's going to be showing it around. Uh, as soon as all the festivals are over and the uh, original hipster crowd that go to the festivals has uh, gotten their fill of independent films, uh, she'll uh, <clears throat> she'll release it, I think, on YouTube. Uh, for everybody to enjoy, for the world to see my face as Levi the Dead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and my question to you yeah. is, do you think we are cleared for right now on this podcast to play any of your audio? <laughs> I mean, or, even, well, I guess it's a little more complicated than that because we could just play what the yeah phone version that you <laughs> possess yes so we could watch it and then we could describe it to the audience without really playing uh much or really any of the audio except something that might bleed through on the mic i i don't know what do you think is kosher in a case like this uh i think we should uh tease the audience uh with 
just talking about it. Yeah. And then so that way they they get hungry for it. So Good. as soon as it's out, they'll rush to it. And I'm certain uh, our ever so captive audience uh, will adore this film. When in the woods, uh, as soon as it comes out. Uh, so far, what day is it today? Is today the this is like the 31st oh of my God. July. Oh, man. the summer has gone by so I know, fast. it's crazy. So when did you do your performance? This has been in production. I guess the editing process took a while, as mm-hmm. it did on my movie. Uh, as far as I'm aware, Hannah did all of the editing, or at least a good majority of it. Um, and so we did the filming... Oh, when did we do that? Beginning of June, mid-June about. Mm -hmm. And I got the, not the final version, but the next to final version yesterday? Yeah, no. Hannah sent a a private link to me saying, oh, it's finally done. Here it is. And she praised me on my performance. Yeah, which Humble is very really nice. Yes, 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 yes. I talked to you last week. We were in the park blocks having a conversation. Oh, yes. And uh, I asked you about the movie, and mm-hmm. you really didn't know because it had been a while, like a month or so. Yeah, roughly. And I love it. While we were actually conversing, you got on your phone and texted Hannah to ask what the hell's going on with that movie. And then she came back with this avalanche of praise for your performance right then, which I thought was very cool. I mean, no doubt about it. I like that. If I end up uh, deciding to pursue more of an acting career, I'm definitely going to be using that as my uh Yeah, my calling forward. card, yeah. man. Yes. Okay, so there you were, what, yesterday you received a file. Mm-hmm. And uh, before you opened the file, did you have any thoughts? I mean, were you in some way, can you paint a word picture of your emotional state <laughs> as you were anticipating this final edit of you in whatever role? Um, and you, I don't know, I guess you'd never even seen the raw footage, had you? Yeah, no, I, <clears throat> I filmed for the one day yeah. And then I hadn't seen, heard, or anything. Mm. Nothing. I was completely in the dark about how this was going to look and how this yeah. was going to go. Yeah. Well, that's a risk. That yeah. That is a real risk, man. But, you know, it's it's a fun, unique thing. But yesterday, uh, as you know, I was gone for the weekend about. And I want to talk to you about that, too, but go yeah. ahead. Uh, <clears throat> try, uh, lifeguarding a, a summer camp. Yes. And. So I left that summer camp around like 12.30, and this camp is about four and a half hours away. (laughs) And so I knew uh, leaving that I was going to get stuck in Portland, five o'clock. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (sighs) Interminable. I was in just pure... Agony. Yes, that was the word was, I was. I was thinking that word. Agony. You said it. Yeah. Yes. No. It. It. Portland uh, and driving and traffic is just a pure nightmare. Uh, nightmare. It's absolute torture. It yep. should be banned by Geneva Convention. Sure. Uh, to the health of the world. Yeah. Large. No. Seriously. Yes. It is so bad. I was so angry and I was hungry and I was tired and. Uh, 
So as soon as I got home, I was pretty heated. <laughs> um, like I, I was super hungry, so I was really upset because I was hungry. I was shaking mad because I hate traffic and everybody who drives is an asshole. Yeah, um, I that's a generalization, but I embrace <laughs> it. I I'll admit, even when I drive, I'm an asshole. But like, at least I try to be nice. The people that I was dealing with that Portland five o'clock traffic going onto the Hawthorne Bridge are not nice assholes. Oh, and they'll oh cut you out in a heartbeat, and they'll even risk their fenders to do that. Oh, yeah. No, it's people are relentless. Sure I, are. I was getting so mad. I'd been waiting in line for like 30 minutes, and then some asshole thinks they can just pull up and get right in front of me. So right. I laid mm. on my horn, and I went forward, and I yelled at them through my window. Uh, Man, but now you're in your house, yes, and I'm, I bet you you didn't have a lot in your refrigerator because you were planning ahead. You didn't want milk in there or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's going to spoil. So you don't. Did you have food? I did. I oh. had a and you know shameless plug here, but yeah, uh, my buddy showed me this new kind of uh, chicken burger, which is <laughs> called uh, Adels. See, we can market that Adels. Yeah, chicken burgers. Brought to you today by Adele's Chicken Burgers. Uh, Adele's, <laughs> I think that's good. I think we should roll with that. Oh, yeah, man. But go ahead. <laughs> Adele's Chicken Burgers. Hit us up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hear that, I'm, Adele's? Anyway. <laughs> big fan. Uh, so uh, I had a couple of those. Thank God. That was actually the last oh, yeah. thing in my fridge, unfortunately. Well, okay, now, were they frozen? No. I mean, you they're... had to heat them up in the microwave? No. No, so they're, uh, they are pre-heat, pre-cooked, so yeah. they're technically cooked, uh, and I oh, just... Oh, that's great. Yeah, and I just throw them in a pan, and I add a little of, little of this, little of that, dash yeah, of dee, yeah, dash yeah. of dee, and uh, make it kind of my own, and as I'm doing that, I'm, I'm, I'm baking a couple of... Uh, buns in the oven nice and so everything's you, uh, all nice what? and warm you started from scratch with the buns oh no so the oh <laughs> well then what do you mean by baking buns you're just warming up some buns then? yeah baking okay. bake is the setting on the oh, oven okay. <laughs> all right good so technically i guess <laughs> um but <laughs> well it sounds very homey your way yes uh it was very delightful and yeah. so i i had a nice meal as i was watching this film uh, as I was eating and as I was cooking and as I was home waiting for this massive file to download, uh, <clears throat> about a gigabyte. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. For a seven and a half minute video. It's incredible. Wow. But, um, you know, I started to calm down. I started to, and you still hadn't watched it. You no. were eating your delicious Adele's chicken burger. Mm hmm. And had no idea yet how you were going to come across and how you were going to feel about your performance. I mean, there's nothing more intimate mm -hmm. than just that potentially soul-searing necessity of judging yourself. Yeah. You know? I, I, well, I was anticipating greatness. Yeah. And greatness is what Good I got. You. Oh, but of course, I like that. <laughs> but there's always a but. Uh-oh. Uh, Jim and I were talking about this earlier, but uh, no one likes the sound of their own voice. True. That's um, everybody. I, everybody. And so I, as soon as my part came on, I, it was one of those where it was like a, uh, uh, mm, mm, no, mm, no, 
okay, that's kind of, um, no. Oh. And just the, a, a series of reactions of, yeah. all right, this is a good movie, but fuck, I don't, <laughs> oh no, I don't want to look at me. I don't want to do that. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. And sure. so, I and I was thinking as I was watching it, you know, my mind is wandering, but uh, I was thinking about like how actual like triple a uh big time productions you know the the paramounts and the whatnot yeah michael bay productions you know yeah he's yeah one of those action directors and uh thinking about the actors when they watch those movies how oh, they i wonder feel. how they feel so and so i have you yeah you've what did you feel uh mm. when you were death in that short movie and a lot of the other things that you've done well you know what's the feeling i actually have a variety of reactions to my own little starring moment in a five-minute movie. I mean, mm-hmm. short movies like that are a thing, and they have their own festivals, and I guess Hannah is going to enter hers yep. regularly starting soon. But in my case... I don't know what he actually did with it. I got a lot of praise from other people, but when I watch it, it depends on my mood, whether I think I really brought it, or if I think, God, what an empty performance this is. (laughs) You know, I don't know if that's just the fractured nature of my personality or if uh, lots of people have a varied reaction depending on the day of whether they did a good job Mm. uh, in a performance or not it's hard for me to know because I'm not a pro right I mean I'm really an amateur at that and so I guess I would need um, kind of a vast inventory of previous roles um, to judge whether one happened to be better than another. I don't really have much of a basis for measuring that Mm -hmm. at all. So it's just my mood uh, uh, at the day. Other people, I think, give me props because of my voice alone. And they think that makes it cool. But I've had other people that is other well, one really honest acting coach yeah. that said, you know, with your voice, it's really hard for you to sound believable as a character. What? Well, because most people don't have a voice like mine. He, he right. was saying, look, and he said, I can tell that you've been trained. This is Michael Mendelssohn. He does not mind, I'm sure, that I'm using his name here, he's a a great acting teacher and a 17-year regular with Artists Rep Theater in Portland. But he's a really honest guy and a great teacher. And he said, you know, I knew from the moment you talked to me on the phone (laughs) that you're an announcer. (laughs) And I did have that career. So he said, when I hear you talk, what I hear is not that fisherman at the coast or that father of the bride. What I hear is someone selling a product, you know? Okay. So that is something, that's a hurdle 
I, I don't mind being categorized that way because it just shows what I need to know moving forward. And in the case of that devil role, yeah. most people thought that I was fine because I got kind of a craggy face and I've got this voice and I was playing someone that is in a unique position. I mean, how many people have ever heard the devil talk, you know? Right. So they're going <laughs> to buy me in that role where they might be taken out of the story if I were playing an average person, but using this particular voice. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so you yeah. uh, are now at the very brink of hearing your performance. You have had a delicious chicken burger, and you are going to play your um, file. Mm-hmm. And so you cringe out yeah. at the very first. Tell me tell me in detail what's yeah. going on. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm sitting there. I'm at my computer, uh, and I'm watching my performance. And it, it's it's eerie almost to, to watch me yeah. do these things. And I don't... Was well, it sort of out of just, body? Because it's yeah. like, I... I wouldn't have said that in. I don't remember saying that in my life. Yeah, something like that. And I remember from production uh, doing the scene that I was in like at least like six times. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And then we did the close-ups. We did all these other different parts. We did speak closer into the mic and make sure that you're standing here. Can we do that one more time? This time, do blank and. Just doing all these things and then watching the final edit of it and uh, just observing the parts where, like, oh, yeah, I remember doing that the first time and then (laughs) doing that one the third. That's the close-up that was last. And then we're back to the thing that we did the second time. And it was just all these weird jumps in time uh, for when we did the scene itself, take, yeah, and now it's edited together in one <clears throat> sequence. Mm-hmm. The viewer who knows nothing about the production will accept it as real time, but you know that those are fragments, and they are fragments taken out of sequence. Really, yeah. I remember this about my performance because the director Corey Weiss, who actually wrote and then directed and uh, guests edited this piece um he had uh well he put together uh an unbelievably uh well i would have preferred different <laughs> cuts Okay. I wish, <laughs> and this is kind of embarrassing, but I wish that the camera had been me on me all the time. Oh, yeah. Because um, I thought I did some really great performances, but he cut away, and then uh, he cut to the other person that is the suicide victim who uh, is in conversation with me. Mm-hmm. We... Um, when I saw the raw, I, I thought that I really brought it in some places, um, but it's not on camera. The camera was on him oh, at the time, yeah. and so uh, you got to be big about that. You have to be generous in a case like that. 
I, I try not to be so self-involved as mm-hmm. to say, well, you know, the whole thing was me, really. But, <laughs> I mean, that is an ego challenge of, I guess, being an actor, you know, really. You, you always want that screen time because yeah. you want that recognition. You want to you wanna be the person who made the film what it is. You yeah, know? and so here's <clears throat> me trying, and uh, I would not, if I met Corey... The director at a party, I really wouldn't even bring it up. Oh, you know, yeah. Because well, no, why would you? It, no, yeah, it's not fair, but I'm just telling you that when I'm sitting around sometimes and, I don't know, I'm looking through my files and yeah. uh, it comes up, so I click on it and I watch my movie mm-hmm. uh, and I do see the raw uh, footage with these other takes. I just wonder, I literally wonder, and it's not condemning or judgmental, but I really do wonder what he was thinking. You know, I mean, he yeah, saw yeah. something, and I and I credit that he really did mm-hmm. choose the best. Right. You know, you just have to give him that. Yeah. I believe it's true, too. Uh, but it isn't what I consider my best. You know, and <clears throat> that's that's always hard to think about. You know, I did a much better thing yeah. uh, in th- at this point. But it's not part of the director's vision. Right. And that's, you know, kind of the end all of it. And I so know. Oh, it, it's really hard. But of course, you know, it, what Corey Booker, you said his name was, right? Weiss. Corey yes. Weiss. Cor- oh, Corey, Corey Booker's the, poli- the politician, politician from that. <laughs> New Jersey. Right. Senator. All right. Without getting into politics, yeah, Corey right. Weiss. Uh, I don't know why I had that name in my head. Anyways, so Corey Weiss, um, you know, he he handpicks all these different scenes and according to his vision. And, you know, there's only one way to find out whether or not putting your scenes in more would have changed the film. And that's for you to do it yourself. (laughs) I know. It sounds like you've got the files. So if you've got the time. I could do that. (laughs) I could do that. And I'm not motivated to do that, really. It feels too kind. Nah, it doesn't really feel too egocentric because obviously it was on my mind. Right. But I think, and I've thought of this before, let's say that you're a working actor in Hollywood and Mm -hmm. you've done a considerable amount of work, but you're working now opposite another performer who has more status than you. And not only that, this person has a bigger role in the movie than you do. And you do take after take after take, and sometimes your performance is exceptional. I mean, mm-hmm. it's exquisite. But the director is going, very likely, well, almost certainly, going to choose that other performer, the other higher status actor's right. best, not yours. So it's really possible that you boot one of uh, the takes, but the other guy is great so that's what gets in the movie mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that i think would be agony and I, I i feel like i've seen that a lot with uh a lot of the big production movies is that they regardless of what uh the film is actually about what they're really selling is like hey look at this top a-list actor yeah, actress yeah. that we got 
um, and come see our movie because it's them. You're paying to see them. And so because the audience is paying to see the person, uh, it's like it's like 50% whoever the lead role is and then 50% the movie itself. And so a lot of people and a lot of directors bank on that uh, and try to put in as much of that person as possible because that's what people are really coming to see. And I think I've seen this a couple times with um, some recent movies. I can't think of. Uh, you don't have a, an actual example off the top of your head because that's think, interesting what you're saying. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of at least recently, I think things with Scarlett Johansson. Uh-huh. Uh, like, she's at the top of her game, and yeah. she's very high status. Uh-huh. And so people are putting her, you know, front of the box and up on top of the 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 film poster and putting her name out everywhere because she's a, she's a high-listed actress. And yeah. she is a name that can bring in a lot of people. And so people are going to use that specifically uh, as a method of getting their film out. And so... So woe be it unto you if you're playing opposite her. (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, I'm just... With the Aiden, uh, who, we're, you mean the guy that was in the scene with uh, yeah. Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. Oh, I remember Scarlett's role. She was beautiful. Oh, I I wept openly. I didn't care. <laughs> it was so powerful. Yeah. Was there somebody else in that scene? Was it? I, did, I don't remember, remember that. I don't recall. So, and, you know, it, it, it's one of those things. And so people are really banking on who people are. Uh Less than the movie itself. Yeah. Now you're playing opposite uh, another guy in this. Is that right? Your scene. It's with me and the brother who's still alive. Okay. Or one of them. And you speak first, right? In the scene Uh, or not? I'm trying to think. I actually, I don't (laughs) think I do because I think. Uh, he gets transported to some void ethereal plane, some nether world, yeah. in which the dead and the living can converse. Right, and he stands up and he's all confused about where he is and yeah. what's going on. Okay, all those, but I guess the main meat that really drives this scene starts with my lines. Right, and to avoid spoilers, I won't. I won't tell any, uh, give you any details other than uh, I prank him. I prank him hard, and I prank him good. Almost cruelly, maybe. Well, I don't know. You're being playful. I guess it's not cruel. I mean, after all, you are the guy that died. Yeah, I'm the dead guy. I deserve this. So (laughs) it's kind of generous of you to even have a sense of humor about it. Yeah. Which you do. Right. The the I think the character was really well written by Hannah. Uh, so in addition to her editing and directing, Hannah also wrote the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is entirely her idea: writing, directing, and editing. Someone else did that uh, not too long ago with the uh, 127 Hours movie. Who was the? Uh, that was James Franco's movie. Mm-hmm. I read that is the story of the fellow in the Utah desert mm-hmm. who goes hiking alone, and then a boulder falls on one of his arms, and yep. he is trapped and has to ultimately. And he does this. He cuts his arm off. 
in order to get out of there. (laughs) So what were you saying about that movie? Uh, James Franco did kind of the same thing. I'm I'm pretty words, sure he wrote it and yeah. did most of the other creative did, control mm-hmm. parts of that. Production. He wrote, directed, ah. I think uh, starred. he edited, starred. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember not long after that, uh, Saturday Night Live actually did kind of a bit with that, and so I think it was James Franco. James Franco was going to co-host a Saturday Night Live or one of the other actors was claiming to be him. Uh, And the joke was is that James Franco would come up on stage and start doing that opening monologue with whoever was hosting. Sure. Um, And then it would cut to him and now he's uh, one of the sound guys and he's like, oh, I got another job. I'm doing this too. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, what are you doing back there? And then it cuts and now he's back behind the camera and he's like, oh, I got this one too. I'm doing this. Right, right, right. And then it cuts again and now he's the director and it's just, we don't have a director for this. Mm. How are you doing this? And... Just really, really funny. Uh, SNL has been killing it recently. Um, I remember a while ago, God, I think like six years ago, maybe, maybe seven. How old was I? Early teens, I think. Yeah, I was man, watching... that would put you uh, right around 14, 15, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I think so. Uh, maybe a little younger than that. But wow. I remember um, Saturday Night Live was not doing well ah yeah i remember watching a lot of the same skits sketches over and over and over again tired yeah i think it's tough to maintain quality oh absolutely show like that for sure especially since you have to do it every single week and you gotta do so much and so like huge shout out and I guess, yeah, you know, huge shout out and major praise to all the writers of Saturday Night Live uh, throughout the years, in fact, just because they have come up with such amazing quality uh, comedy uh, forever, every single week. And it's such a phenomenal uh, thing to enjoy it. The cultural phenomenon that is Saturday Night Live uh, is just insane. Yes. And. I whoever I don't know who was the original creator of it, but like good on them. His name is Lauren Michaels. Is he still? Is yeah, he still he's there? still involved. Yes, yeah. Wow. That's forty years or whatever it is. Yeah, a huge career. I mean, he was present at the creation. Yeah, and he's still there, man. God. Go, Lauren Michaels. Great work. But you know, yeah, we are talking about you here. No. I want to be on Saturday Night Live. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> I think that would be kind of fun. Yeah. But you were reading Hannah's lines uh, in this script. Oh, yes. She chose you for the part, and you liked what she wrote. Mm-hmm. And now you seem to be saying that you don't want to divulge the plot. Is that the truth? Um, or can we go into some detail about your performance? If not, that's fine. Uh, maybe we could get permission from her. Uh, later <laughs> for and, another episode yeah could be um you tell me uh i don't know what i can divulge especially since we're just an insanely popular podcast and yeah you know we're reaching billions upon billions of people so all i right. don't know and all brought to you by the wonderful people <laughs> at adele is it adele's adele i think adele's it's adele chicken burger <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound yeah. of it. Yeah, I like that. We should, yeah. we should roll with that. I'll, I'll, um, 
I'll make a Twitter solely to at Adele's uh, chicken burgers. <laughs> yeah. Want to sponsor a podcast? Oh, exactly, man. We got to get some income here. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> Until Walt Disney picks us up, which oh, yeah. we're pretty sure is going to happen. And we get our nice spinoff show, and then we get the movie the rights. epic motion. Then... Now, for the first time <laughs> in a world without inherently human, well, I, think I don't know if that works, we... but... Oh, the movie should be our origin story and our rise and our yeah. fall. Yeah, yeah, and rise what, again. You know those early years? They weren't <laughs> easy. The it early years. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of drama, a lot of pain, mm-hmm. a lot of suffering, a lot of striving to try to make it, even though there wasn't enough, well, chicken burger, chicken burger to put on the table. <laughs> so. Struggling and scraping by to get those chicken Yeah, just burgers. so you guys down there <laughs> at Walt Disney, W.E.D. Productions, just so you know, there's a whole powerful story there. We've we've already got half the script written, uh, uh, Disney, so like, come at us <laughs> with it, please. Yeah. Anything to make a dime or 12, so. Uh, exactly. <laughs> we're... we're <laughs> We're willing to sell out. All right. Well. <laughs> Jim, maybe I'm willing to sell out. Talk to my agent. He'll sell out for me. <laughs> I'll have my people talk to your yes. people who will talk to their people who will come back to my people so our people can talk, and then our people will go talk to their people, uh, and then individually talk within each other, and then my people will talk to my people again to talk back to And then people. they'll sort that out, mm-hmm. and, and uh, it'll be great. And then at some point we'll have a movie deal with Disney, uh, our uh, delightful musical. Oh, it's a uh, musical. Well, we did have an opening theme song. I think on in the one last episode. episode. I don't remember how it went. Inherently human. <laughs> well, and I'd just like to throw this out here uh-huh. that you mm-hmm. conceivably could play yourself because now you're getting the acting chops. Mm-hmm. So why not? <laughs> I mean, your agent pitched that. Who better to play me than you? Than me? Exactly. Oh, that would be delightful. Oh man! But if I were not, uh, if I were not the chosen actor to play who? me, who? Who? Yeah, Brad who, Pitt, or is he too old? No, he's way too old, man. Who? Yeah, that's who what would, I'm asking. Who, who would play me? Play you? Oh, that is. Who has the oh, gumption man. and the gumbo to? Play the one and only Aiden DeBoard. I know. I know that's I have a deficit of knowledge about the young yeah. community of male actors on offer in Hollywood. I just I, unfortunately uh, the cupboard's bare. I don't have the information on that. You know, well I think you know who should Jason Momoa? I think that should. <laughs> <laughs> now Jason Momoa played Aquaman. Yes, and he's um, he's got a very powerful and muscular, mountainous even mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's true. I'm not going to describe you. <laughs> no, but. I think uh, I think that's a pretty that's like spit and image kind of thing. Okay, yeah, sure, yeah. all right, that's fine. You know, yeah. and since you know you're. Me from the future. the future. So, yes. you know, back in your 
younger days. You know, I was you had that a one, yeah, kick-ass everybody, Jason Momoa body. Everybody said that, and I didn't even know who he was because he wasn't really born yet. Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> but people would say, you know, you really resemble Jason Momoa, so. Who? And I, yeah. yeah exactly. It'll make sense in 20 years. Sure. <laughs> yeah, just trust me. But, uh, oh, God. <laughs> Well, where are we on this podcast? Because I'm still fascinated to know how it played in your mind now. You are in the midst of watching yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you had a little bit of trouble uh, accepting your voice as such. But that's a problem everybody has when they listen to themselves. But you watched it. Were you somehow immersed in the power of the film itself at some point and came out of that experience saying, wow, I I love the medium mm-hmm. and I really have to say I give props to myself for doing a hell of a great job here. Well, trying to be as humble as possible. Well, but... sure, of course. That's you, though. <laughs> uh, I think I did a, a, a pretty good job um, but huge props to uh, my co-stars. They did such <clears throat> phenomenal jobs with their roles, and they really brought it, and they killed it, and I'm super proud of them and what they did. Uh, I'm super proud of Hannah for doing everything. I'm really happy with the way that it went. I'm really happy with how it turned out, the editing. I don't know if it was just Hannah on the editing, if there was someone else. You know, big props to them. Uh, huge props to the sound, uh, huge props to the camera, huge props to everybody who is a part of it. Um, and there was and, music too. Was yeah. that original music? I don't think so. I think it's a lot of MIDI music and yeah. uh, oh, okay. non licensed kind of right. stuff. Somebody vamping on uh, a keyboard, an electric keyboard somehow, would you say? I would think or, so. Or maybe yeah. just on a computer screen. It might be easier just to to show you the the film. Well, do we uh can we do that? Uh we're at I think uh, 42 minutes here. Uh I maybe think maybe we should do this. We, let's watch it as soon as we finish right. this quick episode. Okay. Uh just because uh something that Hannah was talking to me earlier about uh with the film itself. Apparently with independent filmmakers and these kind of indie movies, yeah. uh, <clears throat> before you release it to the ever so patient and waiting public, yeah. such as our ever so captive audience, our, mm-hmm. our lovely people. They're dying, um, They're yeah. dying to see you in the flesh. <laughs> um, so apparently the, the, the gimmick or the brand or the, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but you should always uh, show the film first at the festivals. So you send it privately to the actors and actresses and the production team and their friends and family, but it's not released to the public until after the festival is over. Okay, and we here and now, you and I on Inherently Human are kind of chafing at the bit if that's how you say that Mm -hmm. if that's the phrase we really 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 want to let our audience in on the experience of your first film performance 
and we don't know what's ethical and not what's responsible for us to be doing and mm-hmm. not because it's not our material. Yeah. And we haven't really been in that uh, position before. Right. So it's unclear. And I guess the upshot here is that we're not going to play it and describe <laughs> Sorry, it to you on episode 31 of Inherently Human. That's for sure, because we're almost out of time right now. But uh, at some point, I think what would be kind of fun uh, is we should collect all of our, uh, like, the Alien Archives, your oh, films, yes. this one, and we should do a, uh, a reaction video uh, <laughs> to all of it as we watch it. <laughs> so I, I don't know. That, might, that could be fun. That could be exciting. I think we could plan that out. I think it would be kind of great. I need to buy a webcam anyways, so this will be a, a, a good motivator to do that. You know what would be fun is to have a bunch of people yeah. uh, and do a filmed version oh, yeah. of our podcast. Oh, that would be so good. A it live A live podcast. Sure. I know a lot of people do that. Yeah. Oh, man. that would be so exciting. I mean, it would be worth it just... For, cause we we I mean I'm not blowing our horn and I don't want to blow it out of proportion, mm-hmm. but we kind of have a body of work now. Yeah. I mean we have disc jockey demo audio files, right? That we might or might not send to uh, chains of radio stations if mm-hmm. we ever want to be on the air somewhere. We do have that. We have. Your performance on a film. We have mine. Uh-huh. And uh, well, I guess that's kind of it. Yeah, we've, we've got enough. We've got, got enough, enough to, to start to anyway. make our way through this world. Sure. Yeah, we do. <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately, that's going to be the time for this episode. Yeah, so... if, we teased, if we teased something we didn't <laughs> present, we apologize. Yeah. We got you all amped. Yes. To know (laughs) more about his performance. Stay tuned for further episodes of Inherently Human. We'll, uh, yes, and we'll make sure as soon as we get the permission to distribute the the film that all you lovely listeners will get to to witness every every moment of it. And uh, we'll make sure that you... You get the entertainment that you get what you desire to f- satisfy your your needs of inherently human. Yes. And, uh, you know, your lovely hosts, myself, Aiden DeBoard. <laughs> Thank you. And... I look in the mirror and, yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> lovely, man. You are. You are lovely, Jim. You're Thank a spectacular you. human, and don't, don't ever forget that. I appreciate that. <laughs> and we have now whetted your appetite for whatever happens on episode, episode 32, 32 coming up soon of <laughs> Inherently Human with... Aiden DeBorn. I'm Jim Newman. And thank you so much for w- listening in. Uh, shameless plug, When in the Woods by Hannah Mason. Uh, phenomenal film. We'll... Release it as soon as we can. Yeah, and uh, keep watching your social media sources because it's bound to pop up. At some point, one of these days. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it.